This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.blogspot.com. Hello and welcome to the Blueprint Review Podcast, episode uh, 17, I believe. Uh, I'm David, and we've got Darren, as usual, and Lindsay over the wonders of Skype. Hello. Hello. Uh, Laura was going to be here, but she's lost her voice, so it'd be pretty pointless having her on the podcast. <laughs> um, although it would have been quite comedy to hear a bit of a few croaks in the back. Although there's some obvious jokes on um, a, a, a usual input for the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Just this little groaning wah, wah, wah. Wah noise in the background. Yeah, what do you think, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> Fits in with a horror theme, though. Oh yeah, it might have worked quite well. By a zombie. <laughs> but anyway, cool. We're gonna we're gonna crack on anyway, as we are. Uh, as usual, start off with some trailers. Any of you guys seen any exciting trailers? Uh, I saw the Batman teaser in the cinema. That was pretty exciting. Yeah, about so, six months ago. <laughs> yeah. I loved them. Screw you, I don't watch trailers. Look at that, like, you get to I'm Ireland and all of a sudden you're like six months behind there. Behind yeah. the curve. Yeah, when you say Batman, it's the uh, 60s one with Adam Yeah, West. exactly, yeah, all the Kapow. And... <laughs> Kapow, oh, flipping love that though. But no, I'd not seen it before. Um, and on a big screen, it just looks flipping brilliant. It just kind of goes into that bat made of buildings and it's, you know, Christian Bale looks fucking beautiful. Um, but yeah, it doesn't tell me anything about yeah, the film. Just, you know, I mean, I, I did have a... A, a, a homosexual crush on him at one point but now I just look at him and I just think you're a prick and I've actually watched Batman Begins recently and still do, I still think it's overrated and mm. I still think he's fucking awful as Batman I just don't like him just don't rate him at all his voice very good Bruce Wayne yeah but Bruce Wayne is a you know the shit bit of Batman but kind of oh sorry I'm carrying oh, on oh. <laughs> it was the trailer I did see that we need to rip apart oh. which is the new Spider-Man um, what, 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 you know this isn't. You know this isn't February, don't you? <laughs> no, no. I'm People are going to be listening to this and thinking they've fucking downloaded the wrong one. <laughs> but I don't watch trailers online. I watch trailers in the cinema, and I saw the new Spider-Man. And my question is, why the fuck have they made the same film again? What, yeah, just yeah, yeah. We've had this conversation, Lindsay. But you're right. But how how good does the first person bit look? No, it looks awful. <laughs> oh, it just great. looks like a computer game. I don't know. I think in 3D it might look good. I've not seen it in 3D. Yeah. Um, anyway, but feeding on from um, Lindsay's, because yeah. what I was going to say, which then feeds into my, the trailer that, that I, that I want to briefly chat about, is that the first, the opening, as I, he did this last time, didn't he? But he, he shut the opening on IMAX cameras. And the opening, like the first six minutes, is going to play, of Batman, is going to play at the beginning of Mission Impossible 4. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Which Random. is quite, yeah, there you go. Bit of news as well, you know. Oh. Um, but I want to chat about Mission Impossible 4. Cool. Do it's we think it'll be any good? Which one? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I think it's going to be really? good. Really? Well, 3 was really bad. No, it wasn't. Really? I no, liked it was really. Yes, it was. Like, much better than the fucking two. White Rabbit and that weird bit on the wall where he was like, come to the den. It was fucking weird, that film was, and not in a good way. Oh, I really I liked it. it. I thought it was oh, really God. good. Oh, but I have a bit really? of a soft spot for Tom Cruise. But I, yeah, I, th- I like the oh, Mission yeah. Impossible films, except the second one. But the first and third one I really like. This one I think looks really good. You have seen the bit where he's running down the skyscraper, yeah? In the third well, one? No, in the fourth one. Going down the skyscraper in the second one, though. I've, I've seen 
The bit where he's got like he looks like he's doing his best Spider Man impression. There's a bit Is where that he's something like else? Down. Where no, he's no, like stuck to the side of a skyscraper. No, are you thinking of the second one? Tom Cruise running around in circles. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Anyway, it looks good. But, as we've chatted about before, it's directed by Brad Bird, who did The Incredibles and stuff like that. And it's his first live-action film, so I'm really excited about it. And I think it looks really good. Yeah, I thought the show was pretty cool. No, it looks bad. If it's it's as bad as as three was, then no. (sighs) Have you seen the second one? No, that is shit. Yeah. I like the first one. I can't remember the second one very well. Is oh. that when there's like the, the betrayal and then the double betrayal? Is that the first it's just, one? It's oh. just bagging basement John Woo. Yeah, right, the, the only thing I hate about the third one, and he looks equally shit in this fourth one, is fucking Simon Pegg. Mm. The third one, I know that's Dan, that's Bond. I was going to say the third one's where his heart stops beating and she brings it back to life, but that's yeah. Daniel Craig as James Bond. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> and The Matrix and. Oh, it's. Yes, movies are dumbass. But no, it, I don't know. I like a bit of Tom Cruise when he. But he makes. I think he's a better bad guy. Like when he's when his character's a bit of a dick. I think he's much more interesting. But yeah. well, Magnolia or they. Um, what's that one, Michael Mann? Uh, collateral. Collateral. Yeah. He was actually he was actually a bit of a, a quite a scene stealer in Tropic Thunder. As I've well. heard this. Yeah, yeah. Not seen I like him, him in War of the Worlds as well because his character's a bit of yeah. a knob. And it works for him because he's just a bit he's of a so knob. That you want to smack him, so it helps if you want you do act, if you're supposed to want to smack him. Yeah. I think maybe, but anyway. Fair enough, Dave. Cool. In terms of trailers, on the other end of the spectrum, away from the blockbuster fantastic movies, uh, I saw the trailer for Into the Abyss. Uh, it's Werner Herzog's latest documentary, um, and it's basically following like a death row inmate. And also looking into the crime about who he killed and all this sort of stuff, and and uh, it, it looks like quite a balanced view of of killing. Really, is is it right to kill this guy because he killed whoever sort of thing? And it looks just from the trailer, it looks really fucking good. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Werner Herzog's documentaries are usually usually pretty decent. So um, and this does look. It does look very good. It looks heavy going, really heavy going. Good subject matter. But a good subject matter. I, I'm, I'm really yeah. intrigued. Yeah. And he knows how to shoot a good documentary. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on board for that. Oh, Werner. <laughs> we found Dave's man crush. <laughs> Werner hates it. Although sometimes he really bothers me. His, his voiceover is just... I, I still can't quite get take on. Take him seriously? Yeah, he can't take him Simpsons seriously. the other day. <laughs> yeah. I don't right. know what well what episode I can't remember what the episode was about, but I just saw his name in the credits, and I was just like, oh, "Hello." I um, I was watching some South. It's a bit of a tangent, but I was watching some South Park last night actually for the first time in ages. I know you're always trying to talk us into uh, getting back Love into it. it. I got a free. I went to FOP and bought a load of DVDs, and I got a free like three episode screener thing of it. So. Can, oh, okay. can we give him away? Yeah, giving it away. It was just the uh, I watched the Dancers with Smurfs episode. Oh quite good that one and the uh the other two on there there's a some uh, i can't remember what the other ones are i, I haven't seen them yet but um, uh, yeah. okay i don't know we got bored after the first it's still one. the best episode <laughs> ever like... yeah good cool anyway but yeah into the abyss looks great uh yeah let's move on i have actually seen in terms of films we've seen i have had a fucking bonanza of a of a uh of a film watching Fortnite, so uh, I'll tell you what. I'll what... turn it down, and, and I'll talk about most of them later on. But if we start with what we've uh, the sort of bigger releases, and I'll let you guys <laughs> let you guys kick things off. 
Well, if you've got loads, why don't you? Why don't we break you up? Okay. If we, if we have like a big stint of Dave, then people will just why don't turn off. Yeah, they will turn off. Okay. Why don't you start off with the worst one you saw? The worst one. Now, what I was going to do, I was going to lead. I'm going to lead into the bulk because I went to a film festival. Basically, I went to the old screens. I'm going to talk about that later. Um, but I'm going to start with the big non-horror release that I saw, and that was Tintin. Suspense is killing. And that me. was Tintin. I saw the Adventures oh. of Tintin last night. Uh, not last night, the night before. Um, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it was just like good old-fashioned sort of unpretentious fun. It didn't try to add any extra bollocks in there. It was just right. Here's well, Tintin. like Transformers too, dude. But those <laughs> robot bollocks. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, that. Oh god, that was horrendous. <laughs> but no, it, with Tintin, it's just like it's it throws you straight in there. It's just pure adventure, bang, 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 and it works. It works brilliantly for me. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm a big Tintin fan anyway, and and for me, they captured it quite nicely. It felt like a Tintin film. Um, the only the only bits that I'd say let it down a little bit. I mean, everyone's been going on about the CGI and the the sort of motion capture. To be honest, in a Is couple of close-ups, can... yeah, in a couple of the close-ups, the big sort of close-ups, it does look a bit creepy. They just their eyes don't look right and stuff. It looks a bit creepy. But to be honest, in all the wides, the sort of physicality of the actors and stuff, it was was amazing. It was spot on. And and in terms of visuals in general, the visuals are incredible. It, like, it's really nicely sort of lit. I know it's digital, but the digital lighting, whatever, is really nice. And there's a lot of quite... Uh, there's a lot of cool sort of camera movements. The camera's flying around all over the shop because you can in a film like that. Uh, and also, what I really liked, um, especially being an, an editor, it's like there's a load of really cool little transitions between like scenes in between them especially there's like a a flashback scene that captain haddock has and he um uh, where it keeps going from him telling the story to his sort of flashback and there's some really nice transitions in there and the way they do it and it's uh so visually it's really impressive um the only thing that i felt a little bit was maybe the ending was slightly underwhelming it like builds and there's lots of excitement sort of two two thirds in or three quarters in really um, but then the actual finale itself, there's a bit of a face-off between a couple of characters. I don't want to give too much away, um, which is which is sort of quite cool. But then it, I don't know. It's got a bit of a bit at the end, and it's felt like a little bit of a letdown. Um, but at the same time, the film's so sort of nicely sort of fast-paced and and just fun. It's like didn't really need that bigger bigger ending. Um, there was also the other little thing I would say um, linked to that is that. Some of the big set pieces, one or two of the big set pieces, are, are do get a little over the top. I mean, because a lot of the film is more like old school Tintin. He's yeah, he sort of punches some people, and there's a bit of running and chasing and stuff like that. There's a couple of scenes where it gets a little bit over the top, and you you get a Peter Jackson feel in there where it's it's like throwing throwing everything in the kitchen sink in there. Some of those bits are a little bit jarring um, compared to the rest of the. Tintin sort of stuff, but overall, I really, really enjoyed it. It's, it's one of those films I just found it's, it's difficult to find any. I mean, I pointed out a few little flaws, but they weren't anything that really bothered me. It's, I heard uh, that the um, the guys with Peg and Frost played comedy foil are pretty bad and they're not funny at all, and that they're just like in the books that you know you kind of project the humour on and it works, but in the films they just don't work yeah, at yeah, all. I, did, I didn't. They didn't bother me at all. Not in a bad way. I think their humour is not amazingly funny. But it's um, but to be honest, it's it felt more like it was just old fashioned humour, and it felt like the humour in the books. And well, like carry on humour. No, well, no, no, like <laughs> slipping over humor. banana skins. No, but it, but it was like basic. I mean, in the comics, they're not like witty or anything like that. It's like for me, it just felt like the comics, and 
And the comics never really made me laugh out loud funny. It's more just a light humour. To be honest, you were too busy wanking. Yeah, the day, really. but they, they didn't—they the really didn't—they didn't bother me at all. Um, no, I thought—I thought. I thought um, well, it's just an acquired taste. I mean, if you don't like—if you're not into that sort of Tintin vibe, anyway. What is that Tintin vi- vibe, Dave? Just good old-fashioned fun. It sounds cheesy. But <laughs> it sounds really oh, cheesy, but it sounds cheesy. But it is—it is—it is, it is from another era. It's—it is not up to date. You read the comics now; they're not like cool and down with the kids sort of thing they are very old fashioned the humour's old fashioned the sort of adventures are old fashioned but to be honest I like shit like that and it's uh, I don't know I'm a bit bored of like over sort of um, over gimmicky sort of action Mm. films and things like that and uh, it just I I, no I loved it I I think I'm going to go see it I reckon I'm going to go see it tomorrow night but um, but, yeah it doesn't appeal to me but you know I could be pleasantly surprised yeah, it's, it's as I say, it's not not everyone's cup of tea, but I thought it was really solidly made and uh, a lot of fun. I mean, it's not nothing groundbreaking, but um, no, I, oh, I, I would, I would recommend a, it. It sounds a bit meh. Sounds a bit I mediocre. Really, I don't know. Maybe it's just I the way I explained really... it. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's well above mediocre for me. It's, um, but uh, but I can see why some people would would might find it mediocre. Is it better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that actually. Yeah, it's it's a similar sort of vibe, sort of just old old school sort of adventure. But but this gets more things right. It hasn't got any really bad scenes in it. Um, So it probably doesn't reach the highs of that, but it also doesn't like reach the lows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd say that. But um, it's much more consistent. But there's still some really cool scenes in it, though. Some some sort of some of the set pieces are really exciting. As I say, they just get a bit over the top sometimes. It'll be but, interesting to see what Peter Jackson does with it, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. He was down with as like what? second unit director or something. Oh, okay. on the credits. So I think he just did the big action scenes, which shows that they do have that Peter Jackson sort but of But he's directing the f- second one. Is he? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I, I get a feeling that Peter Jackson might lose some of the original sort of Tintin feel to it but he might make so it he, he might fuck up another um, <laughs> another franchise treasured what's he going to cast Andy Serkis is Haddock he's in it and he's in it already yeah, he's, he's, he, Haddock, he's very yeah. good Captain Haddock gets a really really meat, a big role you can't do motion this. capture films without Andy Serkis anymore no, it's, it's like no. the law <laughs> yeah it should, it should also be law that he's not allowed to be in a live action film <laughs> He looks like a cartoon in live action films. Every time I see him in live oh, action films, I King think drawn. Fuck me. Yeah. It's like, you, you know you're not a, a motion capture now. You don't have to be that big. You know that, don't you? With his fucking one eye. That, oh, he's awful. <laughs> I'm a pirate. I, I have heard that he's actually meant to be very, very good in um, Sex, Drugs and Rock and Roll. And I've yeah. got it, but I've, I've not seen it yet. But um, but no, I'm not his biggest yeah. fan. Too. I saw oh. him years and years and years and years and years ago before the whole Lord of the Rings thing. I saw him play Caliban. In Stratford, hmm. and at the time I didn't know it was him until afterwards. Like, and he was fucking brilliant. He walked on his curled up toes the entire time, and I remember remembering how fucking awesome Caliban was in that production, and that's who it was. So we must have some skill about him, but it was that. Well, I mean, we're talking ridiculous amount of years ago. I think I must have been about eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, but also, so, yeah, okay. Cool. Before we got all Hollywood famous, Hollywood. Yeah, no, he's, he's good in Tintin. I must admit, it took me a while to realise it was him because the, the vocally it doesn't really sound like like him. So, um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, he was good. So a thumbs up for Tintin. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Mm, I really it's not on my to watch list. I must admit. Cool. 
Right, you guys, what big releases have you seen? Because all my other releases really are from the festival, so I was going to hold that back for a chat about horror this week's theme. But what go, have you go Jackson. I think I've, I've duplicated shit you've already... I've had like a gosling fest. So <laughs> Drive, which I know you talked about. Um, yeah. Could you give us one sentence with views? I loved it. I love Drive, yeah. Moody and... Ridiculous. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was... It was kind of I don't know I really cool. I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed the soundtrack I, I liked it it was a it was a bit sexy a bit sultry it helps that Ryan Gosling's kind of adorable in a very strange way and um, but no I did I really I, I did enjoy it and I can see some of the violence was unnecessary because you didn't you know we didn't need to see his face after you smashed his face in but no I liked it with Dave on this one I liked it yeah I liked it um, a lot. And then Crazy Stupid Love, which was a surprise, actually. It wasn't nearly as ridiculous as I thought it was going to be. Although it had, like, four endings. That was my main problem with that film. It was just, like, another ending, and another ending, and another ending. Oh, and we'll come back. Uh, uh, and I got a bit bored of it in the middle. I was listening okay. to a, um, a podcast with um, Ruffin Wending, the guy who directed Drive. Mm-hmm. And in our podcast a few weeks ago, I said that there's a scene in that film which, for me sort of represented the film as a whole and why it didn't work was the scene in the lift. Oh, where he kisses her. About how ridiculous and sort of how it was all style over content and it didn't make sense and it just, it was just fucking ridiculous on every level in my opinion. Mm. And for me, that it represented that, the kind of, the, the film. And when I was listening to this podcast with him, he said that the scene in the elevator for him represents the whole film as a whole, <laughs> but for everything that he loves about it, which yeah. is quite, I thought it was quite interesting. Fair, it's like, I it didn't bother me, because yeah. it happens oh, a few times. Yeah. It happens a few times where everything's slow and time just goes completely out of proportion. And I guess it's the idea that you're, you're kind of, you're, you're from his point of view, so the world has kind of stopped and slowed to that moment, and it's that dramatic, even though it obviously isn't, because it's ridiculous. There's a guy in the lift that wants to fucking kill him. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, and it is, I suppose, I suppose it's about making it that kind of turning point moment. You've got to uh, making it bigger than it is, but uh, it didn't bother me. Really? I kind of let it Jarred like a motherfucker with me. It's just, it just ruined it. It just broke. I mean, I wasn't a massive fan of the film anyway, but it just broke all sort of, I just wasn't with it. It's just like, it's just, yeah, whatever. It's not chat about driving. Yeah. Um, okay. okay, so what have you seen? Uh, that we haven't talked about. I Yesterday I saw Ides of March. Told you. Ryan Gosling. Awesome. And Marissa Tomei as well. She keeps cropping up, which is good because I like her. She was in um, Crazy Stupid Love as well. Yeah. She? Yeah, she was fucking brilliant in that film. She was really, actor. really, really over the top. But it really worked for me. I was just like, that character is fucking ridiculous and I love it. Um, if I could have been any part in that film, it would have been hers. But um, no, Ides of March, it's uh, George Clooney. I think he he directed it. He kind of half wrote it. Well, he's on. He's got a writing credit on it, but you know, but I'm not quite sure how much of a writer George Clooney is. And he's obviously in it. And then, and I really liked it. Jay wasn't so sure. He kind of left it, and he was like, "I don't know how I felt about that." Um, but it's very. It's quite. It's quite slow in places, and it doesn't really do a big kind of uber melodrama moment in the middle. Like at one point, I thought. There's like a few things happen and, and I thought it was going to get to the point where they were having like, you know, gun showdowns at dawn and revelations and, and ridiculous, over dramatic and over kind of overplayed stupid Americanism stuff. But actually it was all quite subtle and quite calm and, and Ryan Gosling was brilliant. He was really strong and George Clooney's effortless 
effortlessly believable as a governor and as a potential president. And uh, as you know, it's, it's all kind of tense and it's a bit of a thriller in places because there's obviously there's people keeping secrets and what people know and don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, that's how it's marketed. Yeah, yeah that yeah. it is a little bit like, it's, well, because, you know, he works for Ryan Gosling's character is like the best in terms of campaign managers. Um, and he works for one team and then the other team offer him a job and he ends up getting sacked. But he knows something that he's in, that no one else knows. And so he, he plays them all off against each other. And I worried at one point it was going to go really moral and he was just going to tell everyone the truth because he was so dissatisfied with, you know, the bullshit of politics. But actually he was, you know, just as full of bullshit as the rest of them and just as selfish. Um, but no, it's... Uh, I like George Clooney has a, a kind of I noticed it in a few things that he's done. He tends to he tends to not show you things, so a lot of stuff seems to happen, um, like really important things seem to happen like off the screen. So there's a scene where um, something really important happens to one of the characters, but he gets in a car and it all happens in the car, and we're outside the car. And he does it a few times in um, Good Night and Good Luck as well. And I, mm. I really like it because you still don't you don't quite know what's going on. But um, it's yeah, I re- I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it was actually pacey fast enough for Jay, which is unusual. There's no Nicolas Cage, obviously, so <laughs> that's always a, that's always a problem. No but um, yeah, and Evan Rachel Wood is 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 decent. She doesn't suit being blonde, but that's a different story altogether. But um, you know, I I, I did enjoy it, and it, it was just a nice tight little kind of story. It so it only takes place across like a week. Um, and it's just it's fucking brilliant cast as well. You've got Paul Giamatti, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who looks a fucking mess, like really, really just usually looks like, but like more so than usual. Yeah. It's like seriously, dude, do you, do you, do you need a cuddle? Um, you've obviously got George, the guy who plays the CIA agent in the Bond movies, whose name I can, the black guy from the first, oh, um, whose name I never remember. Ah, uh, my brain's gone. I can, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but the guy really so it, annoyed me. Then. Code. Yes, yeah. yes. The uh, and he kind of he seems to play plays a you know a senator or something. Um, but no, it's good and it's you know it's kind of set in the kind of backwater of America as well, so it's a bit kind of weird. It's not you know your shiny New York or Washington or um, LA type stuff. But oh, no, right. I recommend it. I always assumed it'd be Washington, but cool. no, it's because um, they're fighting over over the, the, the it's a president candidacy race in yeah. Ohio. So the whole thing's in like this random shitty little town in Ohio, really. Um, but no, it, I uh, I I liked it. Cool, That's but not you know, not overly impressed. But it is a solid. No, I, it was. I was really impressed. I was. I was really gripped. Actually, I did find it like I wanted. You kind of knew what was going to happen in in because it's not an unknown plot in terms of you know, and um, he he tells. The other guy, the guy that he currently works with, that the other that he met, the other guy from the other side, and all just all hell breaks loose. And so there's things in the story and the plot that are predictable, but the way that they deal with it, I think I was I was genuinely like I'm not actually sure which way this film's going to go. And there's you, know, you just there are moments where you think it's going to do one thing because that's what they all do, um, and these kind of tense political thrillers always have that kind of you know narrative that they just roll out, but actually. It was um, it was quite surprising in places what it didn't do and what it chose not to show you. Um, so yeah, and Marissa Tomei 
is I, I just I love her. I think she's yeah, brilliant. She's amazing. The wrestler. I remember. She's oh, I fucking love her in that film. But um, yeah, and the, the, she she's just started My to crop up. Vinny. <laughs> oh, I love her. My boy, she I love her. Oscar for that voice. That's years ago as well. She should yeah. be showing her age now. Yeah. But yeah, cool. and that's the only big release for me. But it was it it was well worth it. And um, it's not necessarily a cinema film. I don't think. Like you'd be quite happy. In fact, probably happier to watch it at home because there's not a dickhead on his phone in front of you that you want to just punch. Repeatedly. God, the cinema seems to be getting more and more unfucking bearable. I tell you what, I was really worried in in Tintin. There's someone sat next, a group of guys sat next to me during the trailers and stuff. I thought, oh, give me knobs, but they were fucking silent through that film. And I think by the end, I heard a few comments. I think one of the guys was surprisingly like a Tintin fan, but he looked like this shabby sort of like eighteen year old. But um, but yeah, random. He's like, oh boy, shut up! This is my favourite film ever. It was quick. It wasn't very busy the cinema there. I watched it on like a Tuesday night at nine o'clock or something after the holidays, so it was a quiet. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, usually the cinema does murder in these days, especially on a Wednesday. Orange Wednesdays, fucking just crammed full of knobs. Yeah. Well, people just get people just. I don't know why you pay to go to the cinema and then just sit there playing on your mobile phone. Don't yeah. understand. Yeah. It's fucking expensive. Yeah. Well, me and I, fucking expensive. They need to lead the fucking rooms. Yeah. Don't take much effort to make it so phones don't work in yeah. the cinema. Yeah. That's what they need to do. Or get an EMP, just like, douche, wipe them out as soon as you get in there. We just paint the walls of the space bus, that'd be fine. Just shoot people. Or we'll just pay for a, um, like a guard. <laughs> well, guard's the wrong word, but like an usher. <laughs> I'll be up for a guard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, get a guy at the front with a sniper rifle, night vision goggles. It's why cinemas have that little fold down seat. They used to have an usher sitting on every film. Yeah. In the old days. They should just double their screens, just have a separate screen for knobs. Just, um, yeah, just go, yeah, um, just eye them up. Yeah, can I have a ticket for Rides of March, please? Yeah, sure. Are you a cunt? <laughs> ask, <laughs> ask them a few key questions. And, phone uh, user or non phone user? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, because I like it when cinemas do. Plus eighteen showings of like twelves and fifteens. Although to be honest, that's, that's always the elderly, game. elderly people are worse than the freaking young people sometimes. Oh, what just happened? Oh, just don't oh I don't understand. Oh. But anyway, enough about anyway, uh, running so, yeah. about cinemas. I've got oh, I saw twenty films. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and then go for a shit while Dave talks about <laughs> celluloid screens. Um, I did. Um, I did see Midnight in Paris. We didn't talk about you yeah, guys. Yeah, we have talked that. about Paris. Never mind, I missed that one as well. You didn't like it, did you, Darren? No, it's not that I didn't like it. I liked it. It's like kind of mindless fluff. I think yeah. um, the problem is, is just it was just it was a bit Sunday afternoon. It was just like I, I literally the film ended and then that was it. It was like no, it, nothing about it stays with you. It didn't really say anything. It didn't. No, it was just a bit. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's just, yeah, it's a really good diarrhea noise. That's quite frightening. <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed it. Like, it was fun and it was whimsical and I was aware of how fucking wanky the whole thing was with its literary references here, there and everywhere. <laughs> you know, and it's like, basically, you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is hilarious because I understand what you're talking about. So that makes me a twat as well. But that's fine. I could be a ponce in my own right. That's fine. But yeah, I, I kind of agree. I left and I was just like, that was nice. What's next? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing about it that, that did anything. Yeah. Well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. I, just, I was quite. I was really disappointed in it. To be honest, I was because everyone's been saying, "Oh, it's great." It's, you know, kind of return to form. form yeah. Say that half the time. It's my first Woody Allen, though. Really? really? Yeah. And it's just a bit like, yeah. 
It's just yeah. a bit... Because it's it films. the Barcelona one, Vicky? I didn't think so. I preferred that. Yeah. I thought that had a bit more bite to it, a bit more to it. Um, it's just a bit more, you know, kind of the use of voiceover and stuff. I thought it was just a bit more original. This film just couldn't have been more kind of none if it tried. It was just so... You know, the kind of... Even the conceit. is that People will be going, oh, but the idea is really great. And I was like, did people not watch Goodnight, Sweetheart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that TV program. <laughs> I but did if well. you think about it, like, he's a lying, cheating, scumbag bastard. Like, you're all for him. But, you know, he's got two women on the go and one of them... Is oh, one yeah, of them. In, that, in the TV series. I thought you were going to the film then. No, no, no. no. Um, but it was all very pleasant. And that's the only word that really stuck with me. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No more. It's a shame. But it was solid. But the thing is, this is the thing that, I mean, it's, it's almost like, you kind of like, I think it's better than Crazy Stupid Love, which I was really surprised with and impressed with. But ultimately, it's a more solid, I think he's just honed it to perfection. He's like, yeah. he's, it's, it's sort of, you can't fault it. It's like, it looks beautiful. It's written kind of brilliantly. The pacing's right. Everything about it is great. But there was just no spark to it. Yeah, but then I agree. crazy stupid love. There was bits of it which I thought was fucking annoying, but it had so much sort of. Was that spunk. a bit of it, Steve Carroll? I didn't mind him. He he, he annoyed me for Did quite he? a lot of it, but okay. I think I, I think I didn't mind that in terms of I kind of expected that from him because I find him like I just find the way he speaks really annoying. Yeah, fair enough. But, but um, anyway, for, yeah, enough of that. About that, um, I've, I, like Lindsay, I've only seen one film. Um, as well, past couple of weeks. Um, was it a good one? It is the help. If you've seen the trailer for that, oh, yeah, um, I, saw that. Um, yeah I mean, obviously, we, we, I saw the trailer and it looked fucking atrocious. Like the the type of film I would never ever want to watch. Um, it's about it's obviously set in America. Of I don't even know where, and I'm too tired <laughs> to even think about it. But obviously, 60s. when like is that when it is? Bloody hell! When obviously kind of, yeah. it's, and it's about the sort of. Obviously, kind of black people are, are kind of everyone's made. So it's about this sort of very white, kind of middle class suburb in America um, where everyone's got black sort of maids. And it's about this one girl who sort of doesn't approve of the way the white whites treat the black, black maids and how the black people sort of... I kind of dealt and how they feel and she's a wannabe writer, a wannabe journalist and she decides to tell the truth about how the black black maids and the black people in the community are, are treated and dealt with and it looks like the kind of textbook preachy fucking bullshit cunt in crap that, <laughs> you know, and that's what it, the trailer looks preachy like Preachy fucking bullshit cunty crap. Yeah. That is a review and a half. If you can put that into a haiku, Darren, then you are. I think that was a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> but saying that, it wasn't. It wasn't. It no? wasn't. No, 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 it no. It. Yeah. It oh, exactly. So exactly. It wasn't at all. Yes, exactly. It and it has fleeting moments, but it actually isn't. I mean, it's actually quite good. It's. It's. Yeah, it's just pretty. It's just really solid. I think it's more surprising. I think ultimately, I mean, you compare it with something like The Color Purple or something like that. It's no way. It's not even. It's you know, it's not even close to that. Um, and, and and ultimately, I don't think it's any anything more than average. But I think I was just very surprised before sort oh, of I see. before watching Your it. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's really solid. It's quite well written. It's quite well. You know, it kind of technically, it's all right. Um, 
And it's you know, and it doesn't. It's, it doesn't preach too much. It's not kind of moralistic, and it never goes where you think it's going to go on that front. But in a way, it's it's almost got different surprises, like not not pleasant surprises. The problems I had with it was that actually it's almost a bit too silly. It's it's got like some kind of comedic set, set pieces which are a bit stupid, and they don't and they don't work. They don't tonally. They just don't work. It's got some really oh, dark elements of sort of murder, not murder, but. Well, sort of, I suppose, but like oh, black, black people that. being killed and and, and like not a... murder if it's black people. Is that, is that <laughs> no, what no, it, no, it's, it's sport. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying, it's not kind oh, of. Oh, you're going to hell. <laughs> it's not kind of classes made. You know, well, whatever. Anyway, let's not go into it. <laughs> but um, I mean, but, but there's a couple of set pieces where like one of the um, maids who gets kind of trapped really badly ends up. She's like renowned as being an amazing baker and an amazing cook. And she gives a, uh, she gets fired, and then goes back and gives a pie to the owner. And it's actually you realise that she she actually shat in the pie, uh-huh. and um and that is referenced about ten times as as everyone going to go yeah when you ate pie that was shit, and it's kind of it's mentioned a lot, and it wasn't that funny the first time, and it definitely isn't funny the tenth time. Oh, we love a bit of scat humour though. Yeah, there's another moment where, um, they they kind of the the, the white girl who's writing for the um. For the maids, she's because she's a journalist for the local newspaper. The white people want her to release this article about how to separate the kind of hygiene and separation of colours, um, the t- you know kind of the whites and the blacks. Yeah. Um, and then and instead of doing the um, press release, she decides to she she kind of says that everyone needs to take their toilets their broken toilets to the person rather than their I can't remember what, I can't remember what it was. And it's just fucking. And then, then the next day, there's like. 50 toilets in a garden and stuff. And it's just fucking ridiculous, to be honest. And then another... Uh, yeah, and it's just... And that kind of stuff really, really doesn't work. Um, but, um, and, I mean, ultimately, the biggest problem the film has is that the white people are so fucking two-dimensional. They're so villainous in it that they, they, you, you, you can't... You can't buy into it. There's no nuance. Not at all. There's no... I mean, the, the, you know, the kind of main character, Emma Stone, she's she does. The mother... Alison Janney, who's great, who's the mum in Juno. She's really good, and she's got a bit of depth to her. But generally speaking, the white characters in it are so fucking one-dimensional. You know, it's it's phenomenal. So then what happens is, what it's saying, or the kind of issues it's dealing with, they don't work, they don't, they're not probing, they don't ask questions, because you're just thinking, I just don't believe it. I just don't believe that they'd, they'd be like that. It's, there's just no... This is nothing no texture to it at all. It is just like white people are cunts and they're treating the black people really badly, and that oh, is it. Okay. So it doesn't it's... really say anything say anything about it because of because or of that. Ask any questions? I not guess. all, not really. No, and it's just so then it just plods along and and tells you the story um, about how they uh, how they felt, and it's you know and it's good and there's some moments which are quite funny and it's and it's you know it's entertaining. I enjoyed it, but um, but that let itself down. It's just like well. You know, he just he just didn't need to do that, and 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 the whole point is about the sort of race friction and 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 but because there's no debate there, because it is literally no pun intended, black and white, mm. then you just sort of left, you know, you know. Well, like if someone makes if someone gives you your opinion at the start of the film, then you just become a. And you just let it happen in front of you, whereas if, if somebody gives you two sides of a story and let and lets you decide and debate yourself, it's much more interesting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but it doesn't. I mean, that is giving I mean, that that would be an ideal situation. But it doesn't even, you know. Obviously, 
kind of white people treating kind of black people pretty much as slaves is a very bad thing. It's not pretty much as slaves, though, and it is as slaves. Well, they're not, because they're paid. Oh, they're paid? No, 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 it's not in slavery times. No, 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 these are just black people who are equals in, in, well, supposedly equals in the community, but are are pretty much solely employed as maids. That's that's their only jobs. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it's about. But it doesn't even, fact of the matter is, it doesn't play with the idea of, you know, that, that ultimately that is just the situation. And it's about how do you change the situation? How do you change this culture? It, it doesn't tackle that because the whites are just villains. There's no sense of that's all the white people know or that's what they were brought. There's no kind of, you know, the, the, there's, there's moments where it could have played with the generation. The idea of the older generations have been feeding that down to the children and then how do the children respond to it? And it, it touches on it with because the, it plays with the idea that all the maids and the black people raise all the white children. And it's But it doesn't really create a debate on it, as in, like, what is the real problem here? What is the problem? How do we solve this problem? It doesn't play with that. It is just the white people that just cunts. And so it's a shame on that front. But ultimately, it's definitely not preachy or moralistic, which is a, which is a very good thing. But um, okay. that's probably the best thing I can say about it's it. It's probably one of the Oscar contenders, I imagine. No, type of film. I don't think it's trying it, to be. <laughs> I think it's definitely trying to be, yeah. but it's it's not classy enough on any level. Not on any. It's the direction, the kind of performance, non no level. Maybe one of the performers, mm. best supported actress from Catherine Brunane, possibly at, at most, but I would be surprised with anything. I'd love it if that was actually her name. Best supporting actress for, can't remember her name. Yeah, that, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay, does this mean now we're ready for Dave's home? <laughs> right, I'm off. Yeah, um, yeah me too. <laughs> Dave, are you I think all the viewers are Do viewers? a bird whistle when you're finished. Um, yeah, basically, I, as I mentioned last week, Last fortnight, whatever. Um, I went to Celluloid Screams, which is a horror festival in Sheffield. I watched uh, 13 horror films and 16 shorts. I won't talk about the shorts, but I've just posted a review of them all online, actually, so check that out. I have out. a question. Yeah? Any of them actually scary? To be honest, actually, this, this year, there weren't many... The feature films, there weren't many that were all that scary. I don't know. And usually I'm quite easily scared. Um... Jeez. Not really. I mean, there was some... A little bit, but not really. To be honest, it was a couple of the shots were maybe scarier than the features. There was one um, uh, one of the shots... I can't remember. There was one of the shots that used a lot of sort of cliched jump-scare-type tactics, but it worked. <laughs> and um, and, it, and it was also quite well made, so it sort of got away with it. But um, but no, there wasn't anything amazingly scary. Um, I haven't seen a scary film for ages. No, usually I'm scared shitless quite easily, but um, no. No. But anyway, no. cool. Anyway, on to, on to the films. What I'll do, I think I'll skim skim through a few of them and talk a little bit more in depth on some of the some of the stronger ones. Um, although to be fair, I will say this outright: is it was a solid lineup. Those the 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 only feature that I really didn't like was uh, vampires, and that was an old seventies cult classic, supposedly. But I just thought it was bollocks. I was bored the shit out of me. But um, but the um, capture with you. <laughs> Uh, but in terms of the fe- the sort of new features, um, uh, even the ones that I was like nah, didn't didn't love, they still had good moments in them. But anyway, I'll I'll go through them. Um, I'll go through them in the order they were actually shown. To be honest, uh, opening the festival was Inbred. Uh, that's a Yorkshire-made uh, sort of horror movie, a bit of a splatter comedy sort of thing. So it's 
ridiculously gory. Um, it's about a, a group of like uh, chubby teenagers who who've gone to um, they've gone to the up to Yorkshire, basically near I don't know, near Filey or something. Not Filey, I don't know. Whatever. They've gone to Yorkshire and and uh, on some sort of uh, activity weekend to sort of get them working as a team and all that sort of stuff. Um, and they've gone there with two youth workers. But when they get there, they encounter the locals in the local pub, and they're all basically fucked up in inbreds, basically who uh, take them captive and start trying to kill them and torture them and things. But um, and yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was it was it was it was good fun. It's very silly, and like the um, the depiction of the sort of locals is. Um, it it pushes it a bit too far sometimes. It, they, 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 it's amusing to watch them, but um, there's some bits that just take it too far. They've got like these. Some of them have got these comedy fucking teeth and stuff, and it's like no, it's just, <laughs> it's just that's a like bit like Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, it's just well, not yeah, but you know what I mean. This dodgy yokel sort of teeth that that was wasn't necessary. But um, but in terms of the the, the general humor humor of it, it was um, it, it was good fun. The gore effects are very good as well. It's it's like. It's br- br- brutally like gory, but um, but uh, not in a nasty way. More in a sort of a Peter Jackson sort of splatter, splatter sort of way. So no, no, that was that was a good solid effort. Um, moving on, next film was Hell Driver. This was one of the one of the weaker ones for me. It's it's by the guy who did um, I can't remember his name, but I can't couldn't pronounce it anyway. Japanese director who did uh, Tokyo Gold Police and uh, Vampire Girl versus uh, Frankenstein two, Girl. It's, two films I've never heard of. <laughs> no, but it's, it's yeah, it's both those films and this is it's a sort of a new wave of uh, ultra gory Japanese uh, sort of comedy horrors, and uh, this goes more for a sort of action, um, action gory action, and it's got some absolutely. What's good about these films? Because I, I I really enjoy Vampire Girl, Frankenstein Girl, and um, Machine Girl, which is another similar film. What's good about them is is usually they have some. Utter, they just go so insane and there's the most crazy ass stuff happens that it's sort of it's it's just mind boggling to watch some of the things that happen in these films and that's what's fun about them and with this there are some scenes like that that are great there's there's this crazy zombie woman with dozens of arms and she's got these little baby arms which she's basically takes all the body parts from a load of a load of dead zombies and uh, and they all come together to form this big mega zombie and um, but she's got like baby's arms on a face that are holding a knife and fork and start trying it's like no teaspoons i think or something. it's fucking mental and there's also baby arms on her face something like that and there's also a scene where uh, the, there's a sword fight between a samurai zombie with who's covered in swords like hundreds of swords and he fights a car which has some swords at the front of it and the car starts pulling a wheelie and they start fighting it's, it's just fucking insane it's and that's, those bits are, uh, are great because they're just so mental. It's just, I, I love that sort of stuff. But the problem here is it's just, it needed a little bit more restraint. It's like, it just turns into white noise by the end of it. It's just so ridiculous. It, it's it's not, not more just too ridiculous, but it's more the gore. It's just like they constantly just spraying blood everywhere and it loses its effect after a while. And plus it's very repetitive. It's got a lot of shots of like, of women in slow motion going while there's blood spraying everywhere, and it's after the and and plus that is already ripped off um, a, a quite a f- famous scene from Vampire Girl versus Frankenstein Girl, so it just felt very lazy. Um, 
So yeah, so it was a bit of a letdown that it had inspired sort of moments, but then it got repetitive and a bit boring. Um, next film, I'm not going through these as quickly as I wanted to. Next film was actually oh, another one of my favourites. Uh, this was uh, Some Guy Who Kills People. <laughs> a great title. What's um, that about? <laughs> hey. But uh, that was that was surprisingly good. It's it's John Landis produced it, um, but it's like a first time director, I think. Um, and it's got that John Landis feel where it's like a nice mix of comedy and, and, and horror. Uh, although not much horror, really. It's, to be honest, there's a lot of drama in there. And that's what that's what I liked in the film. That's what surprised me. Um, it's about this guy who uh, is basically going around killing these guys, these people who bullied him when he was a kid. And um, but in the meantime, he's sort of hooked up with his um, uh, sort of a strange daughter. That she, well, he knew he knew he he knew that she was his daughter, but she didn't, and she finds out and, and sort of comes into his world and tries to befriend him. And what really works surprisingly well is their relationship is great; it's really well portrayed. And the little girl is fantastic; she's just really likable and uh, and not too like sappy, and she's quite a strong character. And uh, and that that really made it. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's not perfect. I mean, there's um, uh, some of the humor doesn't always work. Um, can get a bit silly sometimes. Although there's the guy. Did anyone used to watch Spin City? Yeah. Can you remember the mayor guy in that? Yeah. Do you know who that is? Simon uh, Boswell. Is it Simon? Do you know it's um, Brad from Rocky Horror Picture Show? Is it? I did not know that. That's brilliant. But he's in this, and he's he's brilliant. He's get he gets a bit silly at times, but he's he's amazing. That film. He's very very funny. Uh, But yeah, he he was a bit of a standout as well. But there's some of the other humour doesn't always work. Plus, there's a twist at the end which I could see coming a mile off, and uh, uh, and that let it down a little bit. But other than that, it's, that was great. Uh, next, we had Masks, uh, which is a German a horror film, which is very much. Uh, is it? Do they fight crime? <laughs> no. Oh, that'd it's, be awesome. Are they, are they Crusaders? No. Uh, no. No. Nothing like that. It's, it's Venom in it. It's no. It's about it's about an actress, uh, basically, who um, goes to this. She, she's, she, she, no one will ever hire her. She's not really good enough as an actress, but she's really passionate about doing it. And she, and after a sort of failed audition, somebody approaches her and says, "Oh, do you want to go to this special drama school? I can't remember the name of it, but um, some like famous drama school. But it's it's also more of an infamous drama school in the seventies because um, uh, all the all the students, uh, a load of students died, and the guy who ran it killed himself." Um, because it was basically like an extreme form of method acting, where it's more they they fuck your lives up so that so that it makes your do they put this information on the brochure? Uh, Come no. to our school, we'll fuck you up. No, not re- not really. She finds that out later, but um, oh okay. Uh, but but she but she's so driven, she still pushes to it, and because uh, she thinks, oh, these days because he's dead, it doesn't happen like this anymore. But obviously, it does, and it all gets crazy, and it gets really fucked up. Um, and this this is. It was. This is another one of those stronger ones. Um, it, this was probably one of the scarier ones that we watched. It's quite. It's quite intense. It's quite nasty, um, and uh, it's 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 playing on the giallo, giallo. It's sort of Italian horror films from the seventies. It's really similar to Suspiria in a lot of ways, and and and, and all the sort of Argento movies from the seventies. Um, and it really plays on that a lot. Uh, to its favour, I mean, it works. It's really cool, it's stylish. It does occasionally show its low budget. You can, it looks a bit digital at times, um, and you can tell that they've only got about two sets. 
but um, but they make the most of it, and it's 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 tense, it's 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 thrilling. Uh, the only thing I would say is it goes on a bit long. It, by the end, you, you got a bit tired of it because the idea the idea behind this sort of extreme method acting thing and the whole idea of performance, although it's interesting, it's it's quite obvious what the message is from early on, and they draw it out a little too long. So um, so that was decent, solid, but uh, just needed a bit of trimming. Uh, next was Theatre Bazaar. Uh, this is one of the portmanteau port films, what are they called? Well, it's like a compendium of short films that make a bigger film. Uh, okay. So, like most of those films, it was a mixed bag. Some of the films are quite good, some of them weren't. Um, to be honest, there's no shit ones. So, it, as a compendium sort of film, it, it, was, it wasn't bad. But, but at the same time, nothing really blew me away. There's one film in it that was excellent. Um, and, but that was weird. It didn't settle with the rest of the film. That was like... Whereas most of them are these really over-the-top, like, gory, like, horror-type films and things. Uh, this one was just a conversation between a woman and her daughter. Like, the daughter's about to go to bed and the mum's sort of tucking her in. And the daughter asked loads of questions about death because basically they'd witnessed um, the aftermath of a, an accident where somebody had died and, and an animal had been knocked over as well and, and they had to put it down and stuff. And it's, it's all the woman just explaining... The, the meaning of not the meaning of life but just t- having this really touching conversation with the daughter about death and it's beautiful it's really really well done so uh, the guy who directs it i don't think he's done many features so i'd be really interested to see what he does after this um because that really stood out it was a beautiful little film uh but it was an odd addition to what was more of a silly sort of horror extravaganza and um, so yes yeah, so that was interesting uh next was tomi unlimited that is um, like Hell Tomy, Tra- Tomy yeah. It's based on a popular series of manga in Japan. Um, again, yeah. it's it's a similar bunch of people. Uh, it's some of the same filmmakers who worked with um, the guys who did Hell Driver. So again, it's an over the top, crazy Japanese film with lots of uh, lots of gore um, and crazy shit going on. Um, and again, it's it just goes too far. And there's some amazing visuals in this. Some crazy, absolutely crazy shit going on. But um, but it just takes it too far, and by the end, you just get a bit sick of it, and it's like it's just like enough. Uh, but again, like with Hell Driver, there's some scenes that are strong enough to make it to make me sort of quite like the film, but it just doesn't grab you as a whole. Uh, yeah. Next film was Whisperer in the Darkness, uh, Whis- the Whisperer in Darkness. So I always want to put the darkness, but uh, that was this was very good, one of my favourites. Um, it was a H- based on a H.P. Lovecraft story. Um, but it's actually made by the H.P. Lovecraft Appreciation Society or something like that. The name, something like that. Oh, I bet they have a fucking wicked Christmas too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, obviously, but because it's made by them, it's incredibly close to the book. Um, I mean, I've not read that book in particular, but I've read quite a few H.P. Lovecraft stories. And you can tell it gets that sort of feel of um, he's, he, he's, he's obsessed with slow building mystery and stuff like that and these weird creatures and the occult and stuff and they get that across brilliantly and it's it's all it's all presented like a 30s uh, horror movie and it's all black and white and stuff and it looks great and it it it's brilliant it's, it's a really good film the only thing that lets it down is the finale um in the finale because um, there's these weird creatures and stuff in the finale and so they, they use a bit of cgi and because everything else is so old-fashioned and black and white cgi stands out and it's because it's a low budget film it looks a bit naff and it just mm. means and uh and just the ending itself just felt a bit, uh, I don't know, it just felt a bit, a little bit naff after what was essentially a really, really nice, solid build-up um, that really played on the mystery of it, of it all. It's, um, but it's still very, very good. One of my favourites. Um, 
And the film that followed it was an, another one of my favourites. Is uh, Harold's Going Stiff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not uh, about uh, Viagra. It's um, it's about an, an old. It's 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 a zombie, a zombie sort of drama comedy. It's it's weird. It's it, again, it's local film. It was shot in Peniston, just down the road from my parents. Is it like Weekend at Bernie's? Uh, yeah, uh, no, not really. <laughs> um, but it's basically about it's. There's basically there's been a, a they don't, don't necessarily call it a zombie outbreak. Or there's a few mentions of zombie. What's happened is is there's a, an outbreak of a disease um, around the country, or at least around the area where it's it's shot in Yorkshire. Uh, there's an outbreak of onset rigors disease, uh, and what it is, it's basically is only it only like erections. yeah, but only men get it. And uh, and men, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and basically it causes a stiffness of the limbs, um, and your brain deteriorates, and then eventually you turn into a zombie, like into a zombie-like state, and go running around, and and the film follows it t- tells tells sets up that, and it follows partly it follows a group of sort of vigilantes who go out killing the zombies for people, and the controversy surrounding them. Um, but the main sort of crux of the story, and the real strong part, which made it very, which made it really powerful is um surprisingly so in such a sort of what could have been quite a daft film is it focuses on harold harold's the first person who gets the disease um but for some reason it develops extremely slowly in him so where's the other sort of men in the in the town get quite quickly turned into zombies he um he he's sort of going through this slow painful disease and so the film really becomes more of like an analogy sort of metaphor for for like Alzheimer's and things like that, um, because you see this guy slowly deteriorating, and 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 the sort of the issues with that, and and it, and it, the film really focuses on his relationship with the uh, nurse that comes to sort of uh, who sort of helps him out at home and does the physiotherapy and stuff, and it's a really surprisingly their relationship is so touching and so moving that by the end of it, I was I was I was crying by the end of the film. This is a fucking zombie comedy with the. Uh, made for zero budget sort of down the road and uh, it, it was it brought a tear or two to my eye it's uh, it's really really powerful stuff um on the sort of negative side some of the comedy doesn't always work uh, the vigilante the vigilante sort of story although it, it is quite funny at times it's it's um it's a bit heavy-handed and some of the humor is a bit too daft um also it it, it is very low budget and and it suffers from what a lot of low budget films suffer from is some of the performances aren't that great um but only read the minor ones the main ones harold and the uh, sort of care worker they're fantastic especially considering they're not really they've not really been in features before or anything like that i think they might have done a little bit of tv um but but most some of the other characters aren't particularly good and i think at some scenes they've uh, i think he actually said that they got brought local schools in and stuff like that so it's a bit of a community effort, so obviously non-professional actors. There's a few little issues there, but on a whole, it's it's a surprisingly moving, very original. Uh, it's it's really high, it's highly recommended, and and it won it won the festival's audience award for best film, which is cool. Oh, um, so people like it. Yeah, so it was it was good. It's, yeah, it's an audience very audience friendly sort of thing. Uh, anyway, moving on, two films left. Uh, I watched Cold Sweat. Uh, that's an Argentinian film. Um, I was really worried about this before because I've got a, a, a version. I'm really scared of watching films about torture. Uh, any like the hostile films, I avoid them like the plague because I, I can't. Just fucking rubbish. Yeah, f- films that are just about some people being tortured for an hour and a half. I just like 
fuck that. And I was like, I'm not, I don't, I'm no interested in watching a film like that. So I just avoid them. And this looks from the picture and the description like that, but it, it, it really wasn't. I mean, it is about some, uh, a couple of guys who, old guys who like, uh, sort of, uh, tempt sort of younger women and to come to their house and uh, by f- pretending to be this sort of young guy on online. Um, and and they sort of do some bizarre, I don't know what to call it. Like it's not sort of torture, but basically they they they've got loads of explosives in this house, like nitroglycerin, not like gunpowder and stuff. Nitroglycerin, and uh, what they do is they they get these women to like it, it sat sat in an uncomfortable position and like put like a drop of nitroglycerin on in like a in the jars and stuff like that on the head so that as, as soon as they move or like fall asleep or something like that the nitrogen and fall down and blow them up basically and like one woman so it's sore like, meets home alone literally yeah <laughs> literally gets the head blown off but yeah it's it, it, it's the thing is that although potentially it sounds like it could be quite disturbing it's ridiculous the film is utterly ridiculous and in ways that makes it work because it's it, it I, I found it quite funny and quite fun but at the same time, there's other bits where you kind of get the feeling they're supposed to be taking it seriously and it doesn't work because it's so ridiculous. So it didn't quite gel for me. It was a bit of a an odd film and it, it, very silly. And there's just... I mean, like, as well, that the two guys who are trapping these women are like old biddies. One of them's on, like, a Zimmer frame. He can barely walk. And and, and most of the film, they're, like, trapped. It's like, how are we going to get away? How are we going to get away? It's like, just fucking push them over. They're old men. It's like... <laughs> And there's even a, there's a final scene which is absolutely genius though, where um, there's one woman who's literally covered head to toe in nitroglycerin, so she's got to move really slowly and she can't like run around. So she's craw- So there's a chase scene where she's crawling backwards on her back, whilst there's an old guy in a zimmer frame slowly chasing after her, and it's oh it's, it's utter genius. But at the same time, tonally, it feels though like it's not trying to be as silly as it came across. And oh okay, I don't know. I, I didn't it's quite, not B-movie kitschy. No, it's... I didn't quite buy it because it tries to be very cool and stuff. And it's, but I don't know, it's fun, but it's it's a bit silly. Um, so not one of my favourites. Which leads me on the very final film that we saw at the festival. Um, this was the mystery film. that They always have one film at the festival that they won't tell you what it is until you show up and it, and it, it comes on. Mm-hmm. And in the past they had Paranormal Activity and they had... Uh, uh, it was Amer last time... Um, but this time it was... I was terrified it was going to be Human Centipede 2 because, again, Human Centipede 2 does not sound like my sort of film. I didn't want to sit through it. If they, if they did show it, I was going to walk out. I just didn't thought, you watch it? Or no, was no, that somebody else that on the somebody site? else reviewed it, yeah. Oh, okay. It's Jonathan. Um, I just posted it for him. Um, but, but yeah, it, but no, it wasn't that. Luckily, it was Snowtown. But, to be honest, Snowtown, although, I'll, I'll say this straight away, it was amazing. I thought it was easily the best film of the festival. Uh, but... Fuck me, that was heavy going. That was really, really, really heavy going film. It's um, not that it's necessarily gruesome or nasty. It's it's just incredibly, incredibly, just unrelentlessly bleak. Um, it's it's a true story uh, about Australia's most notorious serial serial killer. Um, uh, but it approaches it very differently. It's not like Science Land or something where it's just following this guy going around kill, kill, kill. Um, and like detectives trying to follow him there's no detective story none of that bullshit it's what the film is revels in what what its strong point is is really sort of focusing on the slightly sort of mundane aspects um in between the the killings and although it's brutally depressing and like and hard to watch and and 
disturbing. It really doesn't show that much of the actual murders. Um, it tends to show like just before and then maybe just some of the aftermath. Uh, but a lot of it is more just the idea about talking about this guy, uh, this guy's his justifications that he gives himself for killing. Because he actually, it's not just him on his own. He actually, although he instigates it all and he did a lot of the sort of dirty work, um, he actually brings together a bit of a gang of people um, to act as vigilantes. Because originally he's ki- he just kills, he's killing uh, like uh, known paedophiles in in the area and stuff like that. And pe- people have like abused children, and t- he he brings together this gang of of other guys and and goes out and murders them basically. And in his eyes, this is just justified, like pure justice. But um, isn't that what Dexter does on the TV program? I haven't seen it, but yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's sort of like that. But uh, so it's sort of this first half of the film. It's sort of playing on the ideas. Like, oh, is he actually justified? But I mean, clearly, he's, he's fucking mental, and it, it isn't. It isn't what he's doing. But uh, as well, by towards the end, he he just goes. He just starts to kill people for ridiculously petty sort of reasons and things. And you realise how fucked up he is. But really, the fo- the story um, doesn't just focus on him. As I say, it's it really focuses around a young boy who's. Um, who got abused by uh, his uh, mum's boyfriend, and that sort of is what kicks off the the whole the murdered spree, really. And it's it's about his relationship with the with the murderer, and it's uh, it's it's really disturbing how charismatic the the guy is, and how he it draws this young young boy into his world, and sort of um, and convinces him that what he's doing is right. And it's it's it's, a, it's an incredible film. It's as I say, it's it's really impressive how restrained it is. Um, yet it still remains incredibly powerful, um, and I was I, yeah I was just blown away by it. But it, it is heavy going. It's like Requiem for Dream. It's like I really appreciated the filmmaking, but I'm not likely to want to ever watch it again. Mm. You know what I mean, and it was a really to be. I thought it was an odd choice to put right at the end of the festival because uh, it's like you've had a fun time. You've watched all these horror movies and comedies and things, and then it's like you watch you just get battered to the head with this film, and it's like fuck. So you, you're walking out the festival just wanting to slit your wrists so it was a bit of an, an odd decision to put at the end but um but it was great i thought it was, i thought it was, it was it was brilliant so and that's that's getting a uh, release in a couple of weeks actually uh so it'll be limited but um it's worth checking out if you've got the stomach for it what um, was it called snowtown and um, okay. as, oh, as i say i didn't mention as well there is one scene where as i say a lot of the time it high it sort of keeps the violence slightly off screen like you were saying with Ides of March keeps things off screen mm. but there's one scene where it doesn't and one of the murder scenes and fuck me that is that is one of the most brutal scenes I've seen in any film ever it's it's yeah that was that was harsh um but yeah anyway it's it's worth it's worth watching if you've if <laughs> if you've got, you've got a ready supply of Disney to watch afterwards <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to take it away again but no but but it's, it's an excellent an excellent film um Cool. Um, I also that is silly old screens. I watched a couple of old films as well, but I won't go into those. Dust Devil and Halloween, uh, which both uh, I, I like both those films, good old classics. Um, but yeah, I won't go into those. No. Okay. Well, that was that was quite a lot, Dave. Yeah. So that's my. I think it's Darren died over there. <laughs> He's just playing with his phone. <laughs> he went to the loo. <laughs> his iPad. Um, that brings us on to. I mean, today's this episode's theme was. Uh, is horror movies and so it's i think just... i think i've done my done my share of horror so uh what did you guys watch yeah i watched the shining which i'd never seen before never and, seen uh, shining before oh i love the shining no i've never seen it i've read the book and yeah. then 
I thought I really, I really liked it. I, I couldn't help but feel it had been ruined by the, the amount of times it's been parodied, like yeah. Little Kid on the Bike and The Girls and The River of Blood, which was totally unnecessary but brilliant. But yeah, no, I, I, it didn't scare me because I just don't think stuff like that does. But the woman in the bath was genuinely like, yeah, oh, that's, hideous. That's and, and I thought the little kid was really strong. Um, and I just, I believe if anyone's going to go crazy and try and chop you up, it's Jack Nicholson. Yeah. He just, he just, he does mental so well. So no, I enjoyed it. And, and there's always the worry with Stephen King books that they make terrible films. Green Mile, although <laughs> mm, there's quite a few of them. Yeah, there's um, worse than Green Mile out there, I think. <laughs> Yeah, Needless Things, which is a great book, but an awful there's, film. There are a few, a few, there's still a fair few really good Short ones, Short stories tend to go a bit better, like Stand By Me. Yeah, Stand um, By Me and uh, Shawshank. Shawshank and stuff Shawshank, like that. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, um, I've not seen Misery, but I hear it. I mean, which was good, good, yeah. yeah. Carrie's good, I like yeah. Carrie. Which, what about Cujo? I've not seen Cujo. I've seen I'm, 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 My memory of it is, oh, it's great, because I remember watching it when I was a kid, but it's probably shit. Um, I actually, that, that book petrified me. Like, I think it's kept me awake for days because it's just so scary. I'm not a massive fan of The Shining. No. I I fucking love The Shining. I must admit, though, it used to really, really shit me up. Oh, I think it it's used silly. to scare the crap out of me. But to be honest, the last time I saw it, it didn't really have the same effect. But I've seen it about six times. Yeah, I just think it's just a, it's just a bit too silly for me. I don't think... Really? I, I, it's almost like... It's not even a horror. It's almost like a horror comedy. Really? Is that because <laughs> you've seen it so many times, though, and what they do and the ridiculous thing no, with the girls? No, I just think it's just really... Ha- I think even Jack Nicholson, I just think it's so over the top, the performances. I just think the it is very big, scene yeah. in the bar is a bit silly and the blood's silly. I just think it's just a bit silly. Uh, it's quite, quite fun. Like it. It's quite entertaining, but... Yeah. I, know, I find it very unsettling. Okay. Uh, not as much these days, because again, because I've seen it so often, but uh, I love it. Yeah, I suppose the horror aspect doesn't work for me at all. Mm. No, That's whereas it, thing, did yeah. book, it did as a book, this idea of of torturing yourself and, and the isolation. I, I mean, I, I genuinely, I find Stephen King much more frightening to read than I do to watch anyway. But... Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, sorry. What's going just, on in your house? <laughs> an, intru- an intruder okay. has just appeared in front of me demanding fe- feeding. And okay. um, da- Darren... Um, I well, I I watched a couple. Um, I'll only chat about one. I mean, no, I'll chat briefly about. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street. I've obviously seen it many times. Um, I watched that. Uh, the first one. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's. I'll tell you what. Seen it like twice, I think. Have you really? Okay. It, um, it terrifies me because I watched it all when I was too little. I think if you watched it now, you'd probably be surprised. I watched it when I was old. <laughs> I can't bring myself to watch it now because it mm. just reminds me of being petrified as a kid. No, I don't think it would. It's a bit silly. No, it's, it's a bit comedy. silly, to be honest. Um, there's a there's, there's a kind of a few set pieces. What are you doing, Lindsay? Yeah. Sorry, um, somebody fails to realise that we're recording. I was just going to say, I thought you're about to talk about set pieces. I think the set pieces are quite impressive. In that yeah, point. I think it's in still, but they're yeah. still really impressive. Um, he loves the old um, camera upside down room kind of. Um, yeah, that's good. It works. But it's, 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 it still really works. The kids um, in the hospital. No, is that the first that's one? Dreamcatcher, that's isn't the it? Third one, I think. Oh fuck knows. No, no, no. This is Johnny Depp's debut. Um, I was surprised at how little killing there is in it. There's only like four deaths in it, and I forgot about the really weird alternate reality ending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, it's just... It is a bit cheesy. The music's a bit shit. The acting is fucking atrocious. But 
it, the concept is brilliant. It's got a, it's got a charm. I have to say the set pieces. Yeah, and there's just moments. It's like that is brilliant. That's great. Um, but the film I will talk about is a film called Wreck, which I've been looking forward to for a while. It's a sort of a found footage film, Spanish film that has got did really well and it's really well received and got great reviews. Um, so I saw that. Um, I thought it was all right actually. I thought it was quite good. I thought um, again, my problem with it is just fuck me. Well, I don't understand how people can watch these films and not realise that they're just making some really stupid mistakes in terms of like the tone and how it. most of it, like 80% of the film is quite straight, it plays itself quite well, but then it's 20% of it of just utter fucking ridiculousness. Mm. And it's just like, why do you do that? Why? It angers me because I just think, you never have effective film if you didn't have these stupid moments in it. And they really sort of bring it down and... But I didn't know anything about this film, so I was quite surprised. It's about this sort of documentary crew, and they're filming the fire brigade, and the fire brigade get called out to this this flat, this woman, and then this woman ends up biting one of the firemen, and then the whole place gets locked down, and then you realise that actually, in effect, it's a fucking zombie film. Um, okay. And um, in his moments of it, it's a bit silly, it's a bit cheap, but it's quite effective. But um, but again, it, there's, there's just a few moments of it which really work. They just think, you know what, that's quite good. I quite liked that. Um, so, um, but overall, it's, it's. I think it's better than fucking Blair Witch or any other found footage film or oh, Paranormal yeah. Activity. No, no. Um, what was the Paranormal What was it? What was the... <laughs> the Last Exorcist. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, be- it's yeah. better than them. It's better than them. Oh, I, I like Blair Witch. I'll stand up for Blair Witch. Oh, did you? I, 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 I was like 15. Blair Witch was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I was older and I thought it was shit. Um... <laughs> But um, but yeah, I thought, I thought, I, I thought it was all right. It wasn't as good as I was expecting. Yeah, but I'm, it, I'm the same with. I'm the same you've seen with it. it yeah, I, I I was disapp- I was disappointed. I thought it was yeah the same as you. I liked it. I thought it was all right, but it wasn't. It wasn't anything special. I I thought the ending was terrifying that when they're up in the. Um, the loft it, yeah, it's it, easy though because it's obviously the lights aren't yeah. on, so it's black. Yeah. But the, but the actual that cr- the creature's quite yeah, creepy. but it went all CG fied, didn't it? Then it works there, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know it was, it was good. Cool. I said there's a bit in it that fucking wound me up to fuck, and that was um, there's a bit in it, and it made no fucking sense. There was no point in it. They never did it again. It's just like why the fuck have you got this bit in the film? There's a bit when it first happens, and they've got the bit of the woman, and obviously the film in it, and then the woman comes charging at them, and the shooter, this zombified woman. Yeah. And then the woman, then the kind of the presenter says, "Rewind that. Let's watch it again." And then the film goes, and then it plays it again. Yeah. And I'm like, right, one, just yeah. because she's watching it again, the, we're not watching it again. It's not a live yeah, feed. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> yeah. So it was like it was fucking ridiculous for that. So it was shit because it completely broke me out of it, yeah. like every other. F- but generally, it you know that was one of my big problems with films mm. like that. It, that kept it. The sound, everything about it, kind of fit. Yeah. And the whole, there's a bit where it's like, mm. but on the whole, it's but that bit, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. Two, it didn't reveal anything new. No. It wasn't a good moment. It was there like was... that bit was cool. It showed again, but it wasn't. That's Basically. the thing. It no. wasn't even a good bit. And so I was like, oh okay. But then I was thinking, okay, they must be doing this to set something up later on. But they never but no. did it again. So it was like, is it? Not, it's been a while since I've seen it. Is it not just because? They didn't know about the zombies then, and they're like, "What the hell was that sort of thing?" It oh, it's pr- no, I no, I don't think. Sounds like a cheap trick. But, but it wasn't a trick. This is the, this is the baffling thing. Nothing. It would be shit, right? 
you do that to reveal a new piece of information, to show something amazing, to do some kind of clever twist at the end. You do it for a reason, but it's still shit because it doesn't make any fucking logical sense in the way you frame in the film. But it does none of it. So it's bollocks on every single level. I can't remember that bit. It's just I, no, like, I can remember them rewinding, but I can't remember why. Oh, yeah, yeah there was no reason why. It's fucking <laughs> that mental. Might explain it though, yeah. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, other than that, I thought it was all right. Cool, so... Yeah. Well, on that note. Horror, horror, horror. All right. Well, next week, uh, next week's a funny one actually because uh, Dan and Laura are going to be away, so uh, it could just be me and Lynn's. Not um, next week, Dave. Or the next four night, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Every time the weeks go too quick, I just count two as one. But um, yeah, so it's either just going to be me or one. me and Lynn's, or uh, I could try and rope in a, a, a mystery guest. Um, we could try one of the 30 minute gamer guys if they're yeah, up for so it because I've been on theirs. Try and get Jay involved, and we can do a Nicholas Cage special. Can do. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out, but we'll, we'll either, it'll either just be me and Linz or it'll be get celebrity guest star or a bottle. Oh yeah, but yeah, getting on to the theme. I thought because it's uh, bonfire night on Saturday, uh, terrorism. That's what I thought. Terrorist, oh okay. Films with terrorists in. So, in the spirit of Guy Fawkes. Yeah, spirit of Guy Fawkes. So get your thinking caps on. Um, M- well, try maybe and, try and find something interesting. Shouldn't everybody just watch Viva Vendetta? Viva Vendetta. What about yeah. if I um, if oh, I film cool. myself engaging in terrorist activity? How Even about better. That? Yeah, you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's loads yeah. of action movies with terrorists in, but yeah. maybe try and find something a bit more interesting. Anything but... with Bruce Willis in. Yeah. But yeah, okay. I've got I'm one. Not... In, I've got an obvious one in mind purely because. Uh, Anna hasn't seen it and she wants to, so I might watch that. Uh, I won't give it's it away. Like, now. It's the one I think you're thinking of. It's yeah. We'll have, we can have a chat about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, oh. how the fuck would you get it from that, Lindsay? I, 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 to be fair, I, I mentioned it in an email, so I think she knows anyway. <laughs> I'm not yeah. that. I'm not like telepathic or anything. No, but cool. Anyway, so next next episode, uh, we're going to talk terrorism, which awesome. should be interesting. Um, cool. Until right. Then. Just quickly skim through what's coming out next week. There's a few good films coming out next, oh. in the next two in, over the next four It's night. a shame because I am having an absolute fucking blitz this week. Yeah. Weekend. Oh, I'll just say it for a few weeks later. They'll be all be old then. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Anyway, the next four now, what's coming out? We've got Human Centipede 2, which we have a, a review on the site for already. Half a star out of five. So, yeah, sounds good. So, Is that what you got? That out, yeah. I thought I got two out of five. No, half. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it, yeah. It sounds fucking That's shite. Oh no! I think Total Film give it two out of five. Yeah. To be fair, I've only I've read one good review of it today. That was Little White Lies. Everyone else has said it's absolute shit. Um. So yeah, don't bother checking that out. Uh. We've got a uh, Snowflower and the Secret Fan. Uh. Which I was gonna delete off the list, but then I realised it's Wayne Wang. The guy did. Didn't any of you guys ever see Smoke or Blue in the Face? Came out in fucking the nineties. Wayne Wang. But <laughs> those he made some quite good films. Smoke and Blue in the Face. Uh. Good sort of nineties indie drama type things uh, although randomly I found out he made Made in Manhattan uh, like more recently which what? is rubbish but anyway oh, wow. that intrigues me but the film I don't know much about it um, anyway Straw Dogs the remake is out yeah I think it's supposed to be okay but re- I don't know I'm not interested uh, the future has it got like a horrific rape scene in that as well uh, I imagine it's so it's pretty much the same film I <laughs> think yeah it's, it's, it's a remake so it's got, to, it's got to have rape in it if it's remaking Straw Dogs I guess and it's the crux isn't it and yeah. it's one of the, the biggest things they do to her isn't it yeah it's the whole point yeah but um, I've never seen the original to be honest but um, it's anyway. really good yeah I've heard mixed things it's one of those love it I hate it sort of films oh it's terrifying yeah it's banned anyway. for a long time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Anyway, uh, there's also The Future, which is Miranda July's new film, the 
uh, woman who did uh, Me, You and Everyone We Know, um, about the... Isn't the whole film told through a cat's perspective or something weird like that? I don't know. But yeah, I chatted about it. And yeah, we chatted about it a while ago. ago, yeah. ago it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it should be worth a watch. It's basically quite decent. Uh, Weekend... Which is uh, some sort of gay drama. That's my oh yeah, I've seen the trailer for that. It's yeah, it's supposed to be good actually. The reviews have been is it? Really yeah, good. it looks kind of well handled to be honest. Yeah, there's a couple of there's quite a few gay film festivals coming up though, aren't there? There's, uh, there's definitely one here and well, like the oh, London Film like, Festival, like queer queer arts, queer, like queer cinema. It's like yeah. the, there's a season of it. This in is a getting, few different places. This is getting a proper release. Though. It's had quite a lot of coverage. See, so, um, looks like Bird's Eye Festival's not happening next year. Is it not? No. Yeah. Funding. Bloody conservatives. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'll anyway, Also, randomly, Jack Goes Boating is coming out, which came out in America about a year ago. It's like Philip Seymour Hoffman's directorial debut. It's supposed to be all right, um, but it might be worth a watch. I, I like a bit of Hoffman. Uh, but I don't. I, I, I thought that was already out, but it's not, by the looks of things. Mm. Um, we've also got Oslo, August 31st. Um, I think I've seen some good things about that. It's some sort of drama about drug addiction. Uh, then the following week on the 11th, uh, we've got The Rum Diary, which we talked about uh, mm. a week or two ago, which looks okay, but nothing special. We've got Trespass, which sounds awful, but um, it's got Nicolas Cage and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> so Jay will watch that. We'll Joel yeah. Schumacher. Yeah, Joel Schumacher <laughs> directing Oh, we'll love it. Uh, we've got Immortals, which is Tarsum Singh's new film. The guy who did um, The Fall and uh, The Sale and stuff like that. And it looks like a 300 rip-off. It looks a bit shit, to be honest. Um, but some fanboys online are getting geeking out over it but whatever I'm not going to watch it uh, then we've got Arthur Christmas which Laura was quite up for last week um, then we've got The Awakening which is like it's a British sort of haunted house horror movie with uh, Rebecca Hall and Dominic West the guy from The Wire in it it's all the trailer for this it, it does look amazing but I am quite partial to haunted house horror films and it, I am quite intrigued I don't mind seeing it but Again, I don't. I don't think it's going to be particularly great, but you never know. I might watch it. Um, mm. Then we've got uh, Wuthering Heights, the an- new mm. Andrea Arnold version, which is supposed to be quite good, I think. Mm, set on a fucking council estate, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it? Can she do anything <laughs> else? Uh, and then finally, we've got uh, Tabloid, which is Errol Morris's latest documentary that's supposed to be brilliant. So, um, yeah, I doubt it'll be shown many places, but check it out on DVD and it's probably out soon after cool awesome and that's lots, that's lots it to watch. it's been a bit of an epic episode uh, as always don't handle fireworks yeah uh, things to look out for the site uh, we mentioned before we're going we're going to be going for a new look soon uh, hopefully it'll be sorted out but before the next podcast but I don't know we'll, we'll see how it goes um, and we've got a couple of new writers that I've, I've been in contact with so hopefully they'll have something up there soon uh, we've also I, I had a movie marathon uh, the reason I've watched so many films as well as the festival I, I had another movie marathon so I'll write that up when I get a chance um, although I've got a load of screeners to get through so I might not have time um, uh, yeah, and as ever check us out blueprintreview.co.uk uh, facebook uh, facebook.com slash bp review and uh, follow us at twitter at blueprintrev uh, and if, um, yeah, if you like games then check out our gaming podcast oh yes 30 minute gamers um, yeah that'll be on the website as well that's that's every week they're yep. more um, efficient than we are and they're a lot shorter than us so it's, it's easier to uh, have a quick listen on your commute whereas we prattle on for friggin ages uh, and uh, if you but, like cake send me yeah. some I've not listened to the last couple of episodes actually I've been bad um, with the 30 minute but I usually make sure I listen to it it's, uh, yeah it's good it's good fun cool anyway I think well, that's um, us done uh, have fun without me 
Yeah. We will. Have we will. We'll have the listeners won't. Have, have fun in uh, France <laughs> and on your secret mystery project that I think we've told everyone about anyway, probably. Um, it's not a secret anymore. Oh, not a secret anymore, yeah. Darren's off to direct Friends the Opera. <laughs> Which, it's definitely not a secret anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. We're allowed to talk about it now. Cool. So, yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, yeah. But it's only on for one night only, and you've got to be invited, specially invited, so... Very few people can get to see it, but it sounds exciting. <laughs> I, I wish I could go and see it. But you I basically can't. marketing, that's what yeah. we've learned. But yeah, it's, uh, anyway, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. It's, it sounds cool. <laughs> this yeah. is epic enough. <laughs> yeah, let's go. See you later, guys. Bye, <laughs> see ya.